Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Tonight, it is April 21st, 2020, and this is Travel Tips Tuesday. If you're new to Travel Tips Tuesday, I've been doing this thing on Facebook Live for about two and a half years or so now. Uh, it's been available via podcast for right about a year or so, which is awesome. Been have fun uh, doing that. But tonight's topic is this, traveling to Walt Disney World this summer and how Disney is preparing to reopen their parks. Uh, there's a question of the day that I put uh, a couple of hours earlier or so in my feed, uh, that said, when Disney parks reopen, what is one thing that they should do differently and why? So tonight it's going to be a very intentional hands-on discussion on you know what's going on in Disney right now, kind of where you all are at and what you're thinking about. Um, you know, if you have a trip planned, if you're thinking about something, if you know some you know someone that is, if you're in the medical industry, because you know I know several friends that are nurses, doctors, you know, surgical technicians, um, you know, all you know, hospital executives, uh, people that I'm related to. And and also other very good friends kind of all across the board that are uh, on the front lines of this thing. And I've been hearing, you know, surprisingly some different comments, but also, uh, you know, I'm very involved in the travel industry. So we're going to take a look at it from that side of things as well. Um, many people are sitting on pins and needles. You know, do I cancel a vacation? Do I postpone it? Do I go ahead and plan one, you know, for this summer? Um, you know, if I'm traveling in mid to late May or traveling in June, you know, what should I do? Um, but really kind of just to Take all that away for a second. Uh, what we do know is that, you know, countries, states, uh, you know, city, county, local governments uh, all around are taking intentional steps to prepare for, you know, what's going to happen when they're um, when they're economies reopen and everybody kind of is sort of doing this in a different way. We're sort of hopefully all using the same pool of data that's coming from, you know, reputable places like the the Homeland Security, the State Department and the Centers for Disease Control and several places like that. But, you know, what's going on? What's happening right now? Um, you know, the travel industry is definitely at the city uh, center of this thing. Uh, and there's lots of different discussions that are going on. But in tonight's episode, we're going to take a direct uh, approach and tackle some of the current goings on at the Walt Disney World Resort and also uh, speculate a little bit um, as well. But I'm going to make try to uh, give you as intentional um, a playing field as possible to say, hey, uh, you know, this is speculation. This is, you know, where things are coming from because I don't want things to be interpreted as, as fact from what I'm saying. I encourage people to go directly to sources to find out, you know, the information. It's what I do when I travel plan. I don't go off third hand, fourth hand blog sites, people reporting what other people are saying. You know, we go directly to the sources to find out what's going on and what the best possible cases scenario is for, you know, everyone involved. Um, you know, pandemic or no pandemic. But, you know, Disney, there is a lot going on at Disney right now, um, and we'll get into some of that here in a little bit. But again, the question of the day is, and please let me know what you think if you see this up top. Um, drop it in the comments at any point. We may go back and review some of these here in a little bit. Uh, when Disney parks reopen, what is one thing that they should do differently and why? When Disney parks reopen, what is one thing that they should do differently and why? And there are lots of lots of different issues we want to address tonight uh, related to this. You know, different things that are kind of going on in, in the back of people's minds. And some of what I'm going to be talking about comes from some answers that people left in my feed earlier. Some of it is coming from, uh, you know, other things that I've seen people chat about. 
So yes, <laughs> thank you, my great friend Nate Goodrich, who's a Travelmation agent. So sorry, this is random, lighthearted. This is kind of how it goes because we're live, right? Uh, I've been joking around about my quarantine here. If you go back on my personal feed and look yesterday, there was this whole thing where uh, people were actually daring me to, um, you know, get my head shaved into a mullet. Uh, and people were actually starting to say, hey, I'll pay you 20 bucks if you do this, you know, 50 bucks if you can keep it for two weeks or whatever. My hair has never been this long, <laughs> but uh, it's just kind of how it is. You know, we're, you know, a lot of people are dealing with the same thing. I know I'm not alone uh, on that. I even had somebody say, hey, I'll give you clippers. And my wife said, hey, I'll come and shave your head live on Travel Tips Tuesday. Uh, so anyway, I probably not going to happen. So don't get your hopes up. But Anyway, uh, some of the issues we're going to address tonight uh, are uh, capacity, fast passes, um, you know, you know, health and safety, just straight up health and safety, uh, pricing. You know, we're going to talk about masks a little bit. Uh, and also one thought from a medical professional that I know and trust who has been on uh, the direct front lines of this whole thing. Uh, so there, uh, there is a lot of different you know, sort of approaches and things to consider. So let's, let's talk about capacity first, because I think a lot of people, uh, this is sort of the first thing in their mind. You know, when we talk about social distancing, when we talk about, you know, limited gatherings, you know, less than 10 people or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever number the federal government has put out at the time, um, you know, as we phase things back in, as businesses hopefully, you know, begin to reopen soon and those sorts of things, those numbers, gatherings are going to be, you know, at the front of people's minds in a lot of places, you know, and based on, you know, industries, you know, economic needs, you know, you know, health and safety, you know, that being the priority, of course, um, you know, capacity for, you know, gatherings is, is a huge thing. At Disney specifically, you know, people hear about, you know, park closures, parks hitting capacity, uh, especially around Christmas time, 4th of July, big holidays, stuff like that, usually. And, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing where there's kind of wall-to-wall people, um, you know, everywhere. So, you know, what what is Disney going to do? Like, what, what are they going to do with that when these big holidays rolls around? Especially 4th of July this summer is kind of the next big time that they're going to have. What are they doing? Uh, you know, and, and my guess is they're being very intentional right now. They're not just kind of sitting on their hands waiting to see what happens. Uh, but Disney is very intentional because they care about, and I'm going to talk about this again tonight later on. I've talked about this before. Disney cares about their people and not just their cast members, but their guests and not just, you know, them helping them get a paycheck or deposit some money in, in their accounts at the end of the day. Um, they care about their health and safety and well-being. That is the number one, you know, priority. Even characters that are, you know, they're, they're you know, instructed in different, you know, ways of what they call performance theming to kind of be in character so you're immersed in them. That was, that's why they're called, hey, Jess. Jess is on tonight. Jess is a cast member at Walt Disney World. He is currently on furlough. Um, and just sidetrack, uh, all cast members are currently on furlough. Jess is one of them. Um, as of like two days ago. Uh, so Jess, hi, you're awesome. Uh, you're one of the reasons I'm just getting chills right now. Uh, you're one of the reasons why I love doing what I do because of people like you, uh, that take the time to, uh, be very intentional about how you treat guests, whether you know them, uh, or not. Every time I've seen you interact with a get with a guest at magic kingdom, uh, you've always been excellent and I'm super impressed with who you are. And hopefully, uh, I can see you before you head back down, which is hopefully going to be sooner, uh, rather than later. Uh, but going back to our capacity conversations, 
Uh, we think about it from the perspective of total parks, right? Uh, total parks, what's going on there? And what, um, you know, how they handle the flow of people and managing guests, getting through security and then getting through the touch points, you know, turnstiles, whatever you want to call them. Um, and, you know, we also can look at capacity as it relates to rides. We hear conversations about ride capacity. How many guests can Disney get through, you know, a particular attraction, you know, in an hour? Um, you hear conversations about uh, entertainment capacities, especially for big venues uh, where you're watching nighttime spectaculars like Fantasmic or Rivers of Light, where there are specific theaters for these places or uh, shows like Happily Ever After at, at Magic Kingdom. Um, uh, of course, restaurants, I don't know if we've talked about that. There are a lot of health and safety issues related to food safety and, you know, what potentially could happen there. Capacity is also an issue. You know, the way restaurants make their money is, is turnover. The more guests that they can get in and out in an hour, you know, servers are making their monies off tips. Um, you know, and, you know, there's all sorts of different things to consider. So, you know, most servers, if you don't know, are on a federal minimum wage of like $2 and I don't know. 13 cents or 61 cents an hour. It's less than three bucks an hour. Last time I checked. And so for them, you know, it, having, you know, more guests at their table is kind of a way that they help make in, ends meet. Um, you know, there are a lot of buffet restaurants. This was a comment in a conversation that happened on uh, the Facebook feed earlier today. You know, what is Disney going to do with all these amazing character uh, buffet meals that are everywhere? You know, I can see them going in in um, in serving. You know, having people stationed to serve the guests instead of it being a self serve thing. Um, you know, that's what a lot of cruise lines did, uh, Disney included, and a lot of the self service buffet meals that you saw before closures took place. Um, that's what they were doing. They were having people stationed there uh, to help out with you know, basically maintaining uh, you know health and. Uh, you know, health, safety, and whatnot uh, through those processes. So there are a lot of different things to consider, you know, from the business aspect. But of course, you know, Disney always takes priority wanting to take care of their people. You know, big question out there, will there be changes? What is going to happen? Um, I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to tell you right now. There's some, you know, Disney blog sites and stuff that's out there today. And, you know, they're going to be, some of them are saying, well, this is going to happen. Well, this is going to happen. Well, this might happen. Well, this might happen. Um, you know, there's been nothing official said, yes, these are the operational changes that are happening. Uh, there's been nothing out there that's been released right now. So regardless of what you read, just know that, that there's been nothing official that has been said uh, just yet. So, Again, uh, capacity issues is a big thing to consider. Uh, fast passes. So fast passes directly correlates to ride capacity, uh, also directly correlates to the guest experience. So, you know, Disney looks and see how many people they can get through an attraction. Well, guest wants to see how many attractions that they can get through, things that they can be involved in uh, and whatnot. So um, a lot of different, a lot of different things to consider there. Uh, sanitizing attractions. So that's another thing, um, you know, what what does the guest physical guest interaction look like? You know, outside of getting inside a ride vehicle, you know, where do guests come into contact with you know other guests with other parts of the attraction? Hashtag Honeywall, hello, you know Winnie the Pooh, right? If you know what I'm talking about. Um, what what are other ways that they come into contact? Maybe even with with into closer contact with with cast members. Uh, you know, character greetings. How are those things going to be handled? So lots of different things to consider. Um, 
pricing is another issue that someone brought up. And I think this is a very good thing to bring up because Disney is known, you know, two, three times a year for their price increases. Uh, the Walt Disney World Resort has been the number one tourist you know, destination, I think, in the world for a long time. And, you know, they have had no uh, issues with uh, getting people to kind of come to their parks consistently. Even with the downturn in the economy, um, you know, they still had um, they still had people kind of come in and doing their thing. Jess says pin trading. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Pin trading is going to be another thing as well. And that um, that is a it's a guest to guest thing. It's a guest to cast member thing as well. So how do you handle that stuff? I mean, pins coming from, you know, who knows where, um, you know, how do you handle people browsing through, you know, souvenirs and stuff like that? So there are a lot, of, a lot of different things to consider and think about. And I promise this conversation we're having right now, it's like, OK, I'm not going to Disney. We're not going to end there. Just just hold out. The conversation will end on a hopeful note. I promise you. Um, so. Uh, pricing. So how are they going to deal with that? Because they do have, you know, th there's been a lot of, uh, you know, there will likely be some operational changes. Um, there will likely be, um, you know, the way, you know, cast members are employed. There may be even some new positions that pop up or new, uh, you know, standard operating procedures that pop up as well. So uh, you never know what's going to happen. Also, um, you know, mask, mask has been a, uh, a, a, particular point of conversation as well um, as people can I think about that get used to that uh, you know I've been wearing one when I've gone to the grocery store in Walmart um, recently just you know and kind of sanitizing my hands and all that stuff when I when I've had to go out uh, I will do that uh, just for my own self I, that's that's a choice that I've made um, I was talking with a friend Josh and I don't know if you're on this um, on Travel Tips Tuesday right now or not um, but my buddy Josh is a chaplain for the U.S. Navy and uh, went to grad school with him. He's a chaplain for the U.S. Navy in Japan. And at Tokyo Disney, uh, it's been basically mandated. It's a permanent change. So, um, you know, that has happened there according to you know, the information I'm getting from him. And he's there in Japan, so he has more uh, kind of he gets more real time information from them. So, you know, that, and, and culturally speaking as well, like culturally in Asia, that's not something that's uncommon to see anyway. So like during flu season, um, especially in, in when people travel, it's just one of those things. I mean, that people do, it's not, you know, weird, it's not awkward. So it, it does happen, but there are a lot of different things to consider. Uh, you know, it's not just, Hey, this is, you know, what we're going to do and you know, whatever. There are a lot of different ideas that are, that are kind of coming in. There are a lot of different people in the state of Florida that are coming together to have intentional conversations to figure out, you know, what is the best, uh, what is the best case for everybody? So I'm going to scroll back real quick before I get to one more thing and kind of take a look at comments. So, uh, if you'll bear with me while I pause real fast to take a look here. Thanks. Long hair is awesome. Thank you, Chris, for that. <laughs> um, Adam uh, Adam Coleman says the obvious one is social distancing, especially, and this is in relation to the question of the day, which again is. When Disney parks reopen, what is the one thing that they should do differently and why? Uh, he says the obvious one is social distancing, especially uh, in transportation. We didn't mention that earlier, but it's a very good point. In transportation, um, they'll probably be, 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 they'll probably be, hang on. 
we'll probably have to limit people standing on buses in monorail. So we talked about capacity in the parks, restaurants, and things like that. Um, but with transportation specifically, that's another capacity issue that you have to think of. The monorails, with the buses, with the Skyliners, with the boats, you know, even, you know, minivans and stuff like that. How are they going to handle capacity issues related to those? Yeah, so uh, kind of going back, um, you know, Jess is talking about my friend Jess, who's a cast member at Disney. Uh, he's a merchandising uh, cast member, has been doing that for a while, has worked across property in a number of different places. And, you know, he says, you know, he does want to go back to work, but, um, you know, the guest safety is is priority. So there's, a, again, a lot of different things to consider. So uh, Jess is saying as a cast member, and, you know, again, uh, there's nothing, nothing against Jess personally. Um, you know, he is a Disney cast member. He's saying, you know, they, he heard they were going to lower ferry capacity. If you've ever ridden one of the ferries, especially either right before a rope drop for 11 years, Jess, thank you. Um, especially right before a rope drop or when the parks close, those ferries are packed to the brim, you know, safely as, as they can get as many people on there as possible. Um, but it's definitely something to think about, you know, how will capacity issues be handled? Because uh, capacity issues directly correlate to the health and safety and well-being of, of the guests, um, but also the cast members as well. Um, also to say this, uh, for those of you that are more familiar with Disneyland in California, I've been to both places I've spent, you know, I've had three, four visits, something like that to Disneyland. So I'm somewhat familiar with the area in Anaheim uh, in Orange County and kind of need that whole section of, of California. I've got some friends over there. Disneyland and Walt Disney World are very different places. Disneyland is much more condensed um, than uh, Walt Disney World is. Both parks, Disneyland Park and California Adventure are literally within like a couple hundred yards of each other. You can walk from one to the other one. Um, so, you know, I, I think kind of logistically speaking, the approach at Walt Disney World versus Disneyland is going to be very different in how things are handled because of that. Will the reasoning behind the approaches change? No. Will the philosophy change? No, because health, safety, and well-being of guests, of cast members, of anyone involved um, is in those processes is, is going to be, you know, priority number one. So um, there are a lot of different responses um, that we're getting tonight. And again, I would love to hear from you uh, privately. If you have something that you would like to discuss onward, even if you like disagree with what I'm saying and you want to address it here in the comments, feel free to do that. If you want to have a chat, otherwise, uh, you know, let me know. I don't care. Um, you know, it, I, we have disagreements sometimes and it happens. It's okay. Um, and I'm here to have a conversation because I want to learn to do things better. I want to be a better travel planner. Uh, I want to be a, better human basically, uh, is, is, uh, as we move forward. So, um, and my friend, uh, Alicia, who's a medical doctor in the Kansas city kind of area. Um, she, uh, commented on this earlier. She has been on the front lines of this thing. Um, you know, for, you know, a while now, uh, she's been working straight and, you know, keeping people safe. Uh, she's been, uh, part of the COVID unit at her particular hospital. Uh, so this is not something that, you know, I'm just kind of 
speculating on here, but she said this, I was in a discussion at work the other day until herd immunity or vaccine is available. It wouldn't be unreasonable to consider a required test prior to coming to the parks. I did see today where the FDA approved, uh, I think some sort of new in-home test. I don't know much about it yet. I just saw the news bulletin uh, come through. Wouldn't be unreasonable to consider a required test or coming to the parks. It could be tied to the price of admission ticket or resort reservation. Disney could strike up a deal with this particular company, I think she put up there, uh, or other urgent care centers to have the test done. Just random thoughts from the call room. This could apply to all travel, international travel, um, may be limited until vaccine is available. And I think that's absolutely true. International travel uh, will be one of the last things to be relaxed. Uh, another side to that conversation is a huge part of, of the guests that are coming to Disney are from international destinations. So thinking about capacity issues, you know, if international travel is limited, but the resorts open back up, I think there's automatically going to be a sort of soft, um, you know, maybe introduction reintroduction of guests. So you never know. Um, Adam says, I'm happy to take the test as long as they, uh, as long as that big stick doesn't have to get stuck up my nose. So there you go. So there's a lot of different things. Um, there are a lot of different things to consider as people are thinking about. So, um, you know, again, if you have questions about this stuff, again, let's chat. You know, I'm not going to be putting out a blog post later about this or anything. I just thought it'd be cool to have a conversation about it. Uh, and there's basically one thing I want to say to sum all of this up at the end of the day. At the end of the day is this. We just don't know yet. We know how bad this thing has been. Um, we know how bad it is now in certain places. But we also do know that uh, there are lots of people's lives uh, and livelihoods that have been affected uh, moving forward. And, you know, we have to make uh, as people of this world, not that, you know, I'm, I'm not a government office or a politician or anything like that. I'm a travel planner, um, you know, but we as people have to make educated decisions that are best for us, uh, but also think about the people around us as well, you know, with compromised immune systems, but also the people that depend on, you know, the travel industry that depend on tourism for, you know, their their livelihood, their well-being. Um, so for some people, it's not just uh, expendable income. It is where, you know, their livelihood comes from. So um, that's just one thing to consider. Not that that would directly affect the health and safety of anybody um, or, or you know, people would go just to support somebody. But just be thinking about that. I'm kind of like talking over myself. Um, just trying to get people to think from all sides. Um, you know, my, my father is a physician. I have several people like Alicia and others that I know are physicians and health and safety is a big deal uh, to me uh, personally. So what I do know right now, so I want to take a shift in the conversation. Okay. I want to take a shift in the conversation is what we do know that Disney is doing right now. Okay. Number one is that they're taking uh, care of their people right? Uh, they're taking care of the people as much as they have. So Disney basically paid uh, in full from what I understand. And Jess, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, for about a month, once the park closed, they paid all of their employees at a regular pay. Um, and from now moving forward, Disney's gonna, Disney, I believe for up to a year, uh, will be paying all the medical benefits for all of their uh, employees, not just the company portion, but also the cast member uh, responsible premium uh, as well. So Disney wants to make sure that their people are healthy. Right. They want to take care of them. They value them. Uh, they respect them. You know, so 
there's that. Uh, the next thing is this. They're taking care of their parks. So if you don't follow Disney Parks on social media, um, you should. There's a lot of really cool pictures that they're putting out right now that are just kind of fun uh, to see and hopeful. Uh, also, one person you need to follow on social media, and especially Instagram, is a guy named Josh DeMario. And I think that's DeMario, maybe. I can't have, I don't have, have it spelled here somewhere. Hang on just a second. Um, and the reason why I bring this person, yeah, Josh DeMario. Um and that's spelled G-O-S-H, capital D, apostrophe, capital A-M-A-R-O. He is the president of Walt Disney World Resort, and he is somebody that is on the ground. Uh, he's been there. You know, there are just like a couple hundred cast members right now that I think are sort of keeping things from falling apart, uh, as it were, and keeping things warm um, and t- kind of together and safe. Um, and, you know, people that are kind of coming together to have intentional conversations about reopening and when that will be safe and how that will, you know, be be happening. Um, Josh has been there. I mean, he, he genuinely cares for the cast members. He's sending out letters to them that are very personal. He's visiting the parks when he can. Um, he's offering personal reflections. So he's somebody that I would definitely recommend following because uh, his heart's in it and he cares. He cares about the people. Uh, I was listening to one of my favorite Disney podcasts today. Um, and Jess, Jess says... Josh Jamaro is the man. So I'm just curious, Jess, if you've ever met him. Um, but there's a guy named Lee Cockrell who used to be uh, vice president, I believe, for all of uh, all of operations at Walt Disney World um, several years ago. And he worked for Disney for a long time. And uh, Lee has a podcast called Creating Disney Magic. Um, and it's a great podcast. It gives you a great insight into the industry of Disney, into their standards of customer service. Uh, if you like the book put out by the Disney Institute called Be Our Guest, uh, you would absolutely love this podcast. Uh, it's a great one that really focuses in on taking care of people. Again, the guest, uh, the guest experience, but also the employee experience as well. There's some business aspects of it thrown in there, um, but you would really enjoy that. And one of the things that Lee says over and over again that came from Walt Disney himself many, many years ago is it's all about the people. It's all about the people, right? It really is. At the end of the day, it is. It's all about the people. So, um, thanks for dealing with my paper shuffling here tonight. Uh, the next thing that they're doing, and I mentioned this, this is in relation in relation to Josh's responsibility and also some other things that I've seen. Um, they're being present. They're not being standoffish to this issue. So they're being very intentional in the decisions that they're making uh, moving forward and how they're making their decisions uh, so that they can make the best decision for all parties involved. Down to the travel planners, the guests, the cast members, you know, other people in Central Florida that they're, you know, affiliated with uh, supporting businesses. So, you know, one thing you think about Walt Disney World, it's it's the largest single site U.S. Uh, employer. Um, they have literally tens of thousands of people that work for them across Central Florida and, and even Southern Florida in, in, uh, in different capacities. And because of the presence of this particular company in that area, there are lots of other supporting industries that are built around the Walt Disney World Resort and around the Walt Disney Company's presence in Central Florida. So, uh, you know, those are things to think about. It's not just the employees there, but it's also the supporting industries as well. The same thing could be said for the cruise line. It's not just the cruise fare that people are taking or the big ships that people are taking care of, but it's the supporting industries, the, the supply chain, as it were, kind of working yourself all the way backwards how do they, how do places like Walt Disney World and Universal and SeaWorld and Busch Gardens and all these places support your industries? Well, you think about the supply chain, you think about all that it takes, the human endeavor, the human effort to build those places up. There are lots of people that are affected at the end of the day because of this thing. It's not just the in-park people, it's 
all the others behind the scenes uh, and down the chain that we don't even think about. So uh, Disney and, and Universal and many of the other uh, many other kind of resorts in, in Central Florida are being very good and patient uh, and timely about making the right decision. Uh, jokingly, people talk about how Disney's you know slow to, slow on the go sometimes when it comes to releasing new attractions. Um, this is one of those times when you know it's good to be slow on the go, right? We're not going to give them a hard time uh, for doing this, whatever the end result. Uh, maybe next question I want to kind of address right now. We're going to scroll back and look at some comments uh, after these next couple. Uh, what should I do if I have a trip planned a month from now or early June this summer? Um, well, as you know, the Walt Disney World Resort has not um, released any permanent solid opening date. Um, they basically said, you know, in short, very short summer, you can you know, Google their official statement that they came out with uh, a couple of weeks ago or so. There's no uh, official reopening date set. So that's basically all that they've said. We don't know. We do know that there are some promotions um, that are being offered to guests that have had trips canceled um, that are available to book, I believe, through the end of May. Um, that this promotion window, Booking for Travel, uh, opens as of June 1st. So theoretically, they have a promotion that they're offering. I think they're kind of looking towards that date. But again, this is speculation. This is not a factual. Yes, they will be open June 1st to move forward. There's speculation. I'm working with a couple of sets of clients right now that have trips booked in early June. And you know, we're, we're being hopeful. We're not making any decisions right now. We're waiting to see what Disney do is doing. You know, I'm moving forward. I'm helping them out with fast passes. I'm helping them out with dining. And, you know, you bet your business I'm going to have my ear to the ground, you know, as, as the government, as Disney, as others have, you know, come out with different, you know, you know, new standard procedures and whatnot. Uh, we as travel planners will have to be very intentional on learning about those things as they come out to make sure our guests are prepared uh, because that is what I want to do. I want to take these things seriously because I want my guests to have a great time because some of them paid a lot of money for it. Some of them have saved up for a long time. Uh, some of them are just ready to get out of the house and go do something and stretch their legs for a little bit and dream and, and, and be encouraged and, and have some good time because uh, people are looking for hope. People are dreaming. Um, so, um, other things to think about. So cancellation policies have been a little fluid right now and have flexed with park closures. So if you're familiar with booking a Walt Disney World vacation package, the typical uh, cancellation policy is usually full payment is due about 30 days prior to arrival. And there are certain, you know, cancellation windows, even kind of less than that, where you lose deposit money, you forfeit the whole thing, all that kind of stuff. Um, but usually kind of the 30 day mark is sort of the big one. Um, Disney has been a little flexible with that uh, for guests that have had um, had their vacations canceled. So please be aware of that. Um, but also those things can be changed and can be fluid. Um, if, if the park closure is sort of extended beyond where some people think, um, again, we keep a constant ear to the ground and are waiting to see what Disney um, is, is going to say so that we can inform our guests and take care of them best ability to our best ability. You know, as, as a travel planner, I'm not going to leave my guests high and dry. They don't just hand me their money, their card information, and then, okay, have fun. Um, I will walk with them, you know, every step of the way to make sure that they are taken care of and to make sure that, um, you know, all goes well from the, from the point of planning to the point of, you know, trip departure while they're there and onward. So uh, we are there for uh, you. So. Uh, if cancellation policies do change, um, you know, I'll hopefully be the first to to inform uh, my folks. So um, I'm going to scroll back in the comments and kind of take a peek here to see what y'all have been saying. We'll pause with him for just a second while I do this.
So, and this is just another comment on uh, the president of Walt Disney World, Josh Tomorrow. Um, just says I have not personally met him. However, what he has done, what he has done is uh, not just for the coronavirus, but uh, how much he loves the cast members. Um, he he's giving cast previews for new attractions and you know other sorts of things. So he's being very intentional in caring for the cast members, and this is not just you know prior to this whole thing that we're dealing with right now, but there's sort of a track record of his care for his people. So, yeah. And at the end of the day, and, and just uh, again, who, if you're just now hopping on with this, he is a, a merchandising cast member at Walt Disney world, and magic kingdom. He's also worked attractions um, before. He's a really awesome guy. Um, loves spreading Disney magic and sprinkling pixie dust when he can. Uh, he's a really awesome dude, and I really appreciate him um, and uh, kind of our, our friendship that goes back a, a few little years. So if and when you do go back. So let's end on a hopeful note, all right? So all the stuff we've just talked about aside, and if you are still listening, thank you uh, for that. I told you we would end on a moment of hope, and we will. Uh, we're going to talk about if and when you do go back and also what the state of Florida is doing right now uh, to prepare for this. The first thing, if and when you do go back, um, you know, be smart, do what's best for your own family. But secondly, thank the cast members, right? Thank the cast members, thank the employees, thank the folks at whatever destination that you're going to, because that will matter to them. Uh, I guarantee you it will, because a lot of the cast members will have been without work for, for a while, and they will be eager uh, to, to be there, to be back at their jobs, to do it well, to interact with you, to see your smiling faces. Be patient, be flexible as well, because as these new, you know, operating procedures, whatever they may be, come down the pipeline, it's pretty much guaranteed that there's going to be some sort of change. Um, as those things come down the pipeline, be patient and be flexible because everybody's there to sort of dream. Everybody's there to hope. Everybody's there for a vacation, to relax, to release from what has been going on for a while. So, um, uh, Jess says we've been, they've been blocked from different things before, but, um, you know, they're, they're sometimes cast members are blocked from certain things, but um, the president of the company and many other people do as much as they can for the cast members, which is awesome. Um, so, again, going back, thanks to cast members. They've been out of work for a while, so that will go a long way. Thank your travel agent if you're working with one. Uh, they've been stressed out about this also. I can, I can say that from a firsthand experience. Uh, again, and the last thing is this. Be flexible and stay informed. Don't trust third-party sites unless their information is coming directly from Disney. So do not trust third-party sites unless their information is coming directly from Disney. So I like to release full statements if I can, if you know I'm authorized to. So even as a travel planner, there are certain things that we cannot disclose that we hear on occasion. Um, but uh, you know, if I, you know, I'm not going to just post what some Joe Smo person said, or even on my own uh, website, I will post something directly from Disney, or I'll email a full statement directly from Disney to kind of inform people. You know, if people want to know bullet points, you know, I'll give those to them, but I'll have the information to back it up uh, and ready to go because I don't want to speculate when people are planning something uh, and as we're kind of moving forward into the future together. So what is the state of Florida doing? So I've got a list of almost, I think, two dozen people um, right here. I'm not going to read out all their names or what they're doing. Um, uh, they're just kind of so you know, there are financial people on here. There are chairman and CEOs of different uh, their different corporations throughout the state of Florida. Uh, politicians are on here. Government leaders of different sorts. Um, also, uh, people committed to uh education in the state of Florida as well, because that's definitely tied into this whole thing. Uh, the president of Walt Disney World, Justin Morrow, is on here. Uh, the, pub the chairman, 
and CEO of uh, Public supermarket, Supermarkets is on here. Um, utility companies, uh, the uh, CEO of Universal Orlando Resorts, the executive vice president, um, also the Universal Parks and Resorts is on there. And then uh, even down to uh, communications industries and others are, are all on here. Basically what these people are doing as they're gathering together, they're kind of meeting together. These are people sort of appointed by the governor to be on this task force of sorts in the state of Florida um, to kind of figure out what is the best course of action. How do we safely uh, and competently move forward? What is the best thing for our residents? What are the best pe- best thing for the people visiting our state? How do we handle that? So I'm not a resident of the state of Florida, um, but I go to Florida quite a bit for you know vacations. It's kind of one of my primary vacation spots, not just Disney, but uh, other places as well. Um, so you know, it's uh, it's something I'm very concerned with, and I have a lot of friends like Jess and others that, that live in different parts of Florida. So um, for those of you that are in Florida thinking about you, and if you've been furloughed or your job has been affected, whether you're directly tied into the tourism industry or not, uh, you are my heart because uh, it, it is uh, it is a big deal right now uh, for you as you can deal with uh, the state of uncertainty in front of us. But again, uh, we can be hopeful, and I encourage you to be hopeful. I encourage you to dream how we make it through dark times like this is we dream and we hope we spent the past few weeks on travel tips Tuesday talking about that right um, I want to live I want to hear about where you are right now what you're thinking I want to hear uh, you know about you know if you have any trips planned this summer you know what are your plans what are your thoughts what are you thinking about uh, if I can help serve you in any way or help you you know sort through all the muddy waters please let me know I'd love to do that uh, if you've booked something through me directly with one of our vendors, uh, you know, feel free to do that. Uh, reach out to me, um, or even if it's like a, a wholesale warehouse or something, another or- online place. Um, I would love just to have a conversation. Feel free to use me as a resource. Uh, I would love to touch base with you there. At the end of it all, though, remember to dream. Remember to have hope wherever you're at, wherever you are, and whatever, whenever your next destination may be. Dream and hope. Both of these things together are powerful and can help us weather many dark storms of life. Also, use common sense. Be safe. Do what's best for you. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're all going to move forward together. We must keep moving forward. Must keep moving forward. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. Um, if you do have any additional comments, feel free to drop this, you know, drop them in a thread. Uh, I'll be scrolling back through them later just to kind of see what everybody was saying in case I missed, missed anything. Uh, thank you for my production woes that I've had <laughs> weeks leading up to this. Uh, we seem to found a solution that will work. I'm trying to make things a little bit better uh, without breaking the bank just so you all can have a little bit clearer audio experience. And I'll hopefully the video version for those of you that are watching live on Facebook uh, is a little bit better. Uh, for you. So thank you again for tuning in. You know, thank you for your support. If you don't subscribe on Apple podcast, please do just search travel tips Tuesday. You'll see the kind of the blue, black and white logo there uh, with the castle in the middle, middle, would love for you to subscribe on it. Please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. It's been a little while since I've had one, um, but we'd love to have a couple more. Uh, if you don't mind, just taking a couple of moments for that. Uh, and at the end of the day, here at Travel Tips Tuesday, we say dream well, uh, hope, hope well as well, be flexible, but also to the future. We'll see you real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.